Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Too much, you can't handle all that. Man, 
man, it's been way too long. Time to let the whole world play your songs. Like me, my sh gets around. Need a country, come back and hit the town. I'm in Miami, New York, and ATL. Houston and LA, ask Dave Chappelle. Buy my rich, he got it from me and made 50 million dollars. I'm proud of you, D. But I'm crazy, you don't wanna be like me. I come from me, stopping where the youngsters get hyped. Blow it. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Too short. Up all night, baby. Album number 16. Y'all can't do that. Hello everyone and welcome back to Straight White Whale, this is episode 104 and we are back after the holidays, it is very nice to be back, I've been absolutely fucked with a cold or the, the flu or whatever it is, rabies bro, vaccine injury mate, I've got <laughs> my toes and all that, so it's very nice to be back after, I don't know, what is it Paul, two weeks? Yep, two weeks man, it feels, feels a longer, it does. Is that what you're just about to say there? Yeah. It does, it feels way longer. Yep. Happy New Year to you, Darren. Happy New Year, my Happy friend. Happy New Year to the listeners. Mm -hmm. Have we got an ad read today? Did you miss us? Because guess what? We missed you. Did you miss me? Mm. Would you fuck me? Because <laughs> I'd fuck me. <laughs> have, we, have we got an ad read today? Yes, we do. Argue and co. Would you like to do it? I'll do it as, as usual. Thank you. Let me find our... Our... Um, our sponsors read. I've no missed this. That was blow the whistle, by the way, by too short. My best pal. Well, I'll ask you why we were listening to that. Yes. Maybe that's a segment we could Because I love podcast. black people. <laughs> you what? I love black people. Oh, right. I thought you said something else. So <laughs> this week's sponsor and the returning sponsor is Alan Argue with Argue and Co. Legal. So I think... What a name for a lawyer. I think maybe three or four guests have commented on it now. If you were ever going to be a lawyer and your last name's Argue, you're born today, aren't you? Mm -hmm. um, so Argue and Co. Legal can assist you with most legal issues, but if you make an inquiry and they can't help you, they'll point you in the right direction to someone who can help you, so a trusted partner. So no matter what the issue is, as long as it's legal, please contact Argue Co. Their main area of expertise is personal injury claim. So if you've been in a car accident or injured at work, they'll be able to get you the maximum compensation that you deserve. The main difference between Arguing Co. Legal and the big law firms that you see and hear advertising on the TV and radio is their level of customer service and approachability. They will treat you, their client, like a friend or family member and always keep you up to date with your case and they'll speak to you like a normal person. They are generally cheaper than any other law firm, but they have a range of funding options from no win, no fee, all the way through to anything that you can imagine. But if you quote straight white whale, you will get a discount on the fees depending on your case or issue. So if you have a legal issue, contact Alan Argue on 0141-378-4145 or go to the website, which is arguingco.co.uk. That's A-R-G-U-E. Andco.co.uk, or visit them at Nine George Square, Glasgow G21QQ. Thank you for keeping the lights on, Alan. We genuinely appreciate it here at Straight White Wheel. But guys, listen, if you want to help keep the lights on here, because this we have got a studio, we've got cameras, Darren's got you know other financial dependencies that we're not allowed to talk about in the podcast, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you want to help keep the lights on, you can do that through Patreon. For less than a Starbucks coffee a month, £5, you can become one of your Patreons. You get some exclusive content. There's a bunch of stand-up. I mean, Darren's solo show, Oran Moore. There, you've got Larry Dean, uh, Susie McCabe, all, all sorts of the top stand-up comedians in the country have done the funny bunch and i came out and i record that and we put all of that onto patreon we also have chats with people if you comment so if you would like to help support please and you can if you can't afford that go to spotify every week you get a free podcast we love that we want that for you but if you can afford that five pound a month patreon.com forward slash straight white whale and you can help keep the lights on and on that note a merry christmas and a happy new year to all our patreon subscribers Paul, you're an absolute belter. Thank you very much for that. As Paul was saying, yes, I have some addictions. I have a financial dominatrix who openly mocks me in public libraries <laughs> at a volume that's just a little too loud to the point that she she's asked to be quiet. But then that's when I'm supposed to jump in and be like, please don't talk to her like that. She's my mistress. So it's good to be back. <laughs> make some money. <laughs> you know, she makes me go up, go and get the Goosebumps books. I'm like, I'm 36. She's like, go and get the fucking Goosebumps books. <laughs> goosebumps. All right. <coughs> you think I won't read them? I'll fucking read them all. So I'm in a good place. <laughs> did you enjoy Christmas? I did, mate. Um, I had... Two weeks off, I barely looked at my phone, um, I, I relaxed, I spent time with some family, I spent the majority of the time just me and Sean, just the two of us and the cats, but went and seen family, did a wee bit, you know, a wee bit of this, a wee bit of that, it was it was good man, I enjoyed myself, I cooked Christmas dinner. Oh aye, traditional? Absolutely mate, although, whew, did I put this out, I forgot the pigs in blankets. Oh. Because you're a stoner as well, you probably had fucking noodles with it. No, what are you talking about? I'm sorry. Fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, like full turkey, um, Marks and Spencer's turkey, which Lovely. posh, you know, got to go out for Christmas dinner, but wait at Morrison's for the rest of it, but no, like turkey, parsnips, roast totties, um, Yorkshire puddings, stuffing, the nice. full shebang, the only thing that I forgot, and it wasn't until, so like my... I don't know if, did we talk, like, my mom was no well, she was in hospital. You never told me no, that, mate. I think it was just after we'd recorded the last podcast. They actually, like, it was quite, like, there was, like, a, a day. They were like, oh, we think it's heart failure. Wow. And that there's nothing that we can do. Am I trauma dumping? But no. we, me and my sister had, like, a day where, we like, fuck, we need to get our ducks in a row here. But <laughs> then hell, they drained the fluid out of our lungs and our whatever it was they, th they thought it was heart failure leading to organ failure there was like a build up of fluid they got the fluid under control and they were like oh it's just a flu and I was like ah, are doctors allowed to just think out loud like that yeah like back in the day like I don't remember that like oh we think it might be this we think it might be oh by the way your mom might be dying you know what I mean and like Jesus Christ so we had a wee sketchy 24 hours but they phoned us and they were like, no, listen, it's just flu. She's going to be okay. She'll get home. She'll get home the Thursday before Christmas. So the plan was supposed to be that everybody was coming to my uh, new place. Um, going to have first Christmas. We had the place all beautiful. But 
because of what happened, my mom couldn't be arsed moving. She was just like, I can't be bothered. I'm tired. She didn't sleep in the hospital. She's like that type of yeah. shit. She didn't get a good night's sleep. So I had to cook Christmas dinner at mine because my mom's oven's not working. And then I put it into like, like the foil containers that you would get, like a Chinese one or something like that. Prep tubs. Exactly. And took it to my mom's. So that was my Christmas day. Fucking hell, mate. It was supposed <clears throat> to be me and Sharon cooking Christmas dinner. But yeah. what transpired was Sean get ready for three hours mm. and I cooked Christmas dinner. Well, I'm glad your mum's okay, but that's pretty, oh, thank you very much, mate. pretty crazy to go from heart failure to she's got the flu. Um, Literally, like, well, like, they were like, oh, this, you know, like, this could be it. Yeah. And my mum's 75, mate, you know, like, put it this way. Like, Sean was like, you're right, you're right. And I was kind of like, look, I'm not saying that I'm I'm all right. I'm not all right. I'm upset. Yeah. But I'm no like, and like that pure panic of like, what am I going to do? And blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, like I just started to think uh, like the logistics and like, fuck, it's Christmas. And my nephew, that mm. was really upsetting me. Like thinking about my nephew being like losing his granny like three days before Christmas. Like that was really getting to me. Yeah. But outside of that, I was just sort of like, do you know what? Look. If, it, if this is it, this is it. You know what I mean? And very accepting it. Um, but was really hard. Like, obviously, I was delighted. Like, and actually, there was like a lot of emotion came out of me once we found out that she wasn't dying. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. then there was like all the emotion like flooded out. Had a wee afternoon to myself. Like, Sean was working, and I thought, Do you know what? I'm just going to have a wee afternoon and go sit and think about my mom and think about all the things that will upset me and just sort of cleanse myself. But I, like I said, it meant I had to cook Christmas dinner at mine. And then take it to my mom's, which was a bit of a ball ache, but we had a lovely Christmas day. It was just me, Sean, and my mum. Um, and I, man, food was fucking banging. So <laughs> I still wouldn't forgive you for forgetting pigs and blankets. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. Thank God you never see if you made a TikTok about that. Cunts would be like, get your mom to drink netto tea. You're like, oh, shut up, mate. <laughs> Aye, mate. My mom's been smoking fucking 30 fags a day for since she was 14. She's 75, right? You know what I mean? And like, but she's gave up the cigarettes. Oh, wow. Because she had four days, I think. Was it four days? She went in on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. She had five days, six days in the hospital um, and they put her on a nicotine patch and I don't know, man. Just when she came out, she was like, ah, do you know what? I'm getting up the fags. Like, I think she had that break and because she had that break, yeah, it's meant that she's able to get out. So I'm actually like really proud of her, man. You know Good. what I mean? I said that to her. I was like, when did you start smoking? She's like, I've had my first cigarette when I was 12, but I started smoking at 14. Yeah. 74 year old man. That's like six, 61 year. That's amazing. So it? she's gave up the cigarettes. I think she got a wee bit of a fright, but yeah. All's, all's well as it ends well. You know, I think my nephew was really happy that I, that she sort of pulled through and he got to see her on Boxing Day. And oh. I, I think, you know, it's all, it's all good. You know what I mean? And, but New Year, <clears throat> I had uh, a few Jack Daniels out of the bottle of Jack Daniels that you bought me. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say thank you and Merry Christmas to Shona, one of the Patreon subscribers at Funny Bunch. She gave me a Guinness Nitro Surge. Yes. With some cans. I had a couple of them on Christmas night and then on uh, Hogmanay I had a couple of pints of Guinness and then I drank maybe like four or five Jack Daniels. So 
Yeah. Thank you to Shona. Shona's lovely. She turned up with selection boxes and stuff as well. That's that's a good podcast listener and a chum. But what about your Christmas one? Mine's was like clearly like <coughs> quite emotional up and down and you know. M- mine's was a dead inside Christmas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was gonna go basically this is what my mum asked is she wanted us to buy a Chinese, right? <coughs> so my brother actually found out about that and he's like, You can't have a Chinese on Christmas Day, come up to my house. So we went up to my brother's house, had a Chinese there, kidding. <laughs> uh, but you know, like we had Chinese last year. Uh, we had, uh, well, he, you know, my sister in law is a really good cook. So it was like restaurant standard Christmas dinner. So I was like, Aye, let's fucking go. It's going to be amazing. Aye, superb. Uh, and it was good, mate. It was good to catch up with fa- family. I had a couple of non alcohol beers and then we get the Chinese on Christmas Day. But nay, call back to last year, nay, prawn cracker gate. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I wanted to burn down a business. Did you get some free prawn crackers this year? Yeah, but it was near the same place. It was a different place. I'd never go back to that place. So did you know go up to your brothers? I would. We went up to my brother's on Christmas Day right. and had Chinese and mimosas and Boxing Day. Oh, Boxing Day. You As I'm Christmas talking shit about prawn crackers to my mum, and she can't even remember what happened yesterday, never mind last year. You've got this pure ethereal grudge. Aye. Pure, remember last year? <coughs> remember? See the difference in taste as well? It's not just that it's free, right? It's actual taste. See the ones that charge you? They taste shite. <laughs> my mum's just like half dementia, like <laughs> Kid on, I love my mum. My mum's no half dementia. But I had a good time. My last gig <coughs> My last gig was the 22nd of December and that's when I started to get this fucking weird chest infection. But I'm coming out the other the other end of it. I feel better. Just get that cough. A wee cough, it was really bad, but now it's alright. But see when you're sick, mate, or see when you start to get sick, you can take all the tablets in the world, all the vitamins in the world, they don't they fuck all. Aye, it's past the point of no return once you start to feel it. Yeah. See like that mad at the first sign of a cold, stick this fucking four inch rod up your nose and spit and it's it just tastes rotten. It's yeah. just like ruining your day even further. Yes. So, do you have a go-to when you start to feel sick? What do you mean? Do you have like a plan? See, when I used to play in the, the band, I think this is maybe, I, ju- I just thought, Paul, no, everybody was a singer. I used to have to have like a fucking plan if I started to feel sick, see if we were like touring or if we gigs. Yeah. And I've got like, I need to like be able to sing. So if I started to feel, do you know that kind of way where you start to feel like the top of your mouth starts to tingle mm-hmm. and you're, it's like inflammation or whatever, you know what I mean? And it's not like fairy dust or something in your face. But you're like, oh no, here comes like a cold. I'm going to, like usually I get that feeling then I'll wake up the next day. I used to heat up like a double shot of whiskey Mate, this doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're like, no. Okay. (laughs) I remember telling a doctor this and they were like, stop doing that right now. Um, (laughs) I used to take a double shot of whiskey, get a full like jeans and it'd be like joggies and a jumper and go into a sleeping bag and would like day the sleeping bag up right the way and like sweat it. And then I found out, like I told a doctor, I was at the doctor's once and I was like pure... (laughs) 
and they were like, oh, you should take in honey and lemon. I was like, I've got like a foolproof plan. If I start to feel no well, have a double shot of whiskey and jump into a sleeping bag and sweat it out, man. Like you could kill yourself doing that. Wow. Because you could overheat. Like if you've got a fever, the worst thing that you could do is like basically igloo yourself, encapsulate yourself in a sleeping bag. And you're like, ah, I knew one of I was fucking delirium. Fucking fever dreams and all that, man. <clears throat> I remember taking a shot of whiskey once and I went out for a jog and it was the best fucking jog I've ever had in my life. Um, <laughs> Did you want drink? Like, I was like like rain, running for a rainstorm and all that. Like, this is fucking amazing, man. Um, <laughs> Woke up the next day trying to fucking kill yourself. Hi. What's that drink called? Is it a hot toddy? A uh, toddy. What is that? Hot whiskey. Hot whiskey. I, I think it's hot whiskey and water, though. Because uh, my mum was like, if warm lemonade is supposedly good hot lemon or hot orange Aye, so. just a hot drink isn't it it's yeah. like mainly like rest here's the thing here's the actual thing that works for me if i yeah. get sick stay in bed and drink plenty of water yeah <coughs> see like pure this and that and blah 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 i've i've never like i've never encountered like a magic remedy for a flu see, like you said see once it's there you're fucked yeah you need to accept it and your body will work through it quicker if you chill it yeah i went for a colonic yesterday because <laughs> i mean i'm sure des won't des won't mind me saying this i love des mclean right but i pulled out of one of his gigs before and see when you pull out of a gig uh -huh. it's tough it's such a cunt mate when you're a promoter right it's just such a ball ache. Of course it is. Aye, aye, aye. I was sick. I had COVID, right? And now I'm gigging for Des tonight. And I'm like, I can't do two in a row. Because he'll just be like, what the ah, fuck? you're a dick. And, you know, I'm more like... Jet I mean, last time I couldn't even leave my bed. I was that fucked. This time I'm all right. I'll get through it. But yesterday I went for a colonic just to get... Feel better. Because a colonic, like, hydrates you as well. It's, it? it's, it's not just cleaning your system out, it actually rehydrates you. Right. So uh, if you've got migraines or your skin's dry and stuff, you go for a colonic and it just fully rehydrates your body. How, did it, how does it rehydrate you? I'm not too sure. I'm not I'm not too sure no. the science behind it. Stick electrolytes up your ass? Basically, I. Right, okay. So she's like, I hope you don't, make, you know, put, she puts, she check, they check your arsehole with her finger. And she's like, I hope you don't mind. And I'm like, I pretending that I don't like it and all that. <laughs> they give you a prostate exam? Ah, it's like a wee fucking... They're just making sure you've got any hemorrhoids or something Aye. so that the pipe doesn't rip you in yep. half when it goes up. Aye. How thick like, the pipe? It's about nine and a half inches. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's tiny, mate. It's like a wee nozzle or something. Right. So it's no much that goes in you, but it's it's a wee bit uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. <laughs> Aye. Oh. More. <laughs> ah, Does it go any deeper? No, but obviously they check your arse for like hygiene and stuff. Right. It must be because think of the like we're normal people, but think of the smelly bastards that like, oh, I've not had a shower in three weeks. Uh huh. Uh huh. Or can't they get haircuts and all that? You're like, oh, what, what do you mean you had to get a shower? I know. Mate, I fucking I showered the day, and it's the first time I've showered in four days. And four that's days? the first time I've done that. And I, 
since I was like 15 or so. Well, maybe if I've been sick, you know, like outside of special circumstances, music festivals as well, you don't show. Yeah. In a shower for four days, you're going to be fucked. Just going to be bothered. Just tired, resting. Not even like tired. Just see that kind of way, like going, why the fuck? Why am I having a shower to come back through to the living room and sit on the couch? Fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Just, just like, fuck it. Fair enough, mate. Felt liberated, but also started to feel kind of disgusting. Yeah. And I suppose the reason that I'm saying this is, is that I can't understand people. I mean, other than mental illness, right? Depression. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, you ever met somebody that you're like, you have no showered in like a year. Yeah. Like you haven't, you don't wash like the fucking stench that's coming off them. Um, I don't understand that, man. I don't know how you could do that because I felt, even just like, yeah, I was brushing my teeth, but see like my mouth and like run about, I was like, ah, I feel greasy. I just mm. didn't feel good. So. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. I get quite OCD <laughs> with cleaning. Sometimes I take a nail brush to my shins. I don't know if that's healthy. Well, is it, if you never, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, uh, oh, I never heard that. Uh, dry brushing? No. you never seen like uh, well, maybe like Sweden, Norway, Finland, something like that, somewhere in Scandinavia, they'll take like a like a brush, like a like a nail brush, but like a big nail brush and they'll dry brush their skin, gets rid of all the dead skin. Exfoliation leaves you a bit raw, but no, I think that's I mean, I wouldn't take a nail brush to your boss, but <laughs> taking it to your shin, I think you're all right. I'm gonna Google that man, dry brush dry blah 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 dry brushing and get get into that dry brushing therapy <laughs> <laughs> so what's been happening i've got a list of subjects we can talk about i know new year's resolutions and all that but i'm fucked so see calorie counting and all that can get to fuck <laughs> 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 uh, i was eating a kit kat the other night in my bed as i was like scrolling through tiktok uh -huh. you ever see the reflection of yourself on your phone sometimes <laughs> and i was like holy fuck holy fuck i couldn't help but just laugh it was it was like slimer with a beard try and do the well you don't have the beard you look nice and clean shaven and then i seen myself and i done that <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Slimer, do you know he's on Epstein's fucking flight log? Who? Slimer. For Ghostbusters. <laughs> the actor? No, no Slimer, the, the, like the actual guy, I, like the actual He's Slimer. the only cunt that's known it, fuck's sake. Did you, did you engage with that chat yesterday? See, the only reason I'm knowing it is because I, I don't have a passport. Okay, no. <laughs> Neither do America, but a lot of them ended up on it. Um, did you did you go and have a look at the list? I'll... I had a copy of Epstein's Black Book 2021. I had a PDF, um, so I knew who was on the list. Yeah, I got it on the dark web, unfortunately. But wow, um, when I was when I was still big and it wasn't I wasn't I was out of conspiracy theories at that point, but I still had like the Onion and the Tor browser, and I could go into the dark web and when they convicted him. It might have been bullshit now that I think about it. I'm like, they leaked it. But it cooperated with the list that was there yesterday, put yeah. it that way. Everything was the exact same and the same numbers not. So I think the list that I seen was, was correct. I deleted it off my, my old MacBook, no, this MacBook. Yeah. So I was like, beautiful FBI are after me, man. I'm a big deal in the conspiracy. But um, no, I've, I'd seen it before. So I'd, I knew the names. 
I never clicked into it and fully read it all because I find it quite depressing. But what I found, I seen Bill Murray. I also seen, uh, who's the fucking genius cunt? The mad genius cunt on the wheelchair. <laughs> uh, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Did, you Did you see the memes yesterday? Like pure Stephen Hawking's when he arrived at fucking I... Epstein's Island, pure jumping it. There was also another one, a guy in a wheelchair that was like Stephen Hawking. I don't know if he had mus muscle dystrophy or whatever it was, but he was like in the wheelchair and there was like two women twerking in front of him. It's like, oh Jesus God. Christ. I think that like... Also, um, I, I need to apologise for explaining him there. I was like, genius cunt on a wheelchair. I so knew. Go. I got it, didn't I? <laughs> so, <laughs> no harm. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know, like, you know, the Jeffrey Epstein stuff's really, really interesting. Um, I don't know what that means. I, I, think, I, I think the book, it's just like his contacts and he had everybody in there. Yeah. Like, even like... I mean, a load of the Trumpers were coming out and being like, oh, Donald Trump, when he sees all his enemies on Epstein's... Like, he was on there, so was his son, yeah. so was his daughter. It's I think the list is a, a list of people that use these plane. I think. I don't know what it actually means. I don't know if it means they've been on the island. I don't know if it means... Yeah. Like, um, so I, I, I don't know like what to make it or what, what can... I think that this is the big thing, right? for me as like a, a psychologist is that information isn't harmful it's the conclusion that people come to that becomes harmful like yeah. bill murray right i love bill murray if it turns out that he's the american jimmy savile you know i'll put you know i love bill murray i love his comedy i love his movies um if it does turn out that he's at, you know, whatever, like, I'll, I'll be like, I'll be like, Kevin Spacey, you'll be like, fuck that dude. Yeah. But, what, like, you just said there, like, like, the sort of, like, well, what does it, Bill Murray's on it, but what does that mean? Yeah. Like, is that, it's the, con let's say, it's the conclusion that people jump to, so it's like, oh, well, that means that he's done something. Yeah. That means that he's raped somebody, that means that he's this, that means that he's that, and it's, and it's like, well, not necessarily, is it? Like, you know, yeah. the one that I find really interesting, if, you, if you've probably seen it, it's the footage of Trump in Epstein, basically like pointing out cheerleaders at a party. Wow. And I think Trump's like, at the, I think Trump at the point's like maybe in his mid-50s. So it's like two guys in their mid-50s standing in the corner of like a, a New York party where like the New York Knicks or the Miami Dolphins or whatever cheerleaders are there and they're, they're pointing them out and they're like laughing and blah, blah, blah. But yet Trump wants to be the one to be like, I've got nothing to do with this. Yeah. It's like, mm, I don't know, dude. Yeah. I don't know, man. You talk about fucking wanting to date and wanting to fucking grope your daughter enough. Like, there's yeah. something creepy about him. But again, it's the conclusions that people jump to, isn't mm -hmm. it? Um, that I, I think that make these things quite dangerous. Like, I, could you imagine if... Let's just let's just say everybody in Scottish comedy knows that there was a guy who got outed for being a bit of a beast, right? A beast. Right. No a bit. Eh? Not a bit. Okay. A full blown beast. Right. Okay. Would your mobile number be on that guy's phone? At one point it would have been. Right. But no when it probably get done. Uh huh. But that that's just to show you that you just because somebody has your number or somebody's got your contact or you've been in the presence of somebody does not mean to say that you are what they are because yeah. he was a sex trafficking rapist pedophile yeah 
but everybody in that list might not be that. I would say that the ones that, if there's like the flight logs, the ones that have done the repeat, Aye. Clinton, Prince Andrew, yeah, I think Gates, Bill Gates, Tom Hanks, I'd be raising an eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Eyebrows are fucking raised, do you know? And, yeah. and I think it, it's for the people to then come out and explain themselves why they were so closely associated with that guy. And if it turns out that he was a broker and he was part of their hedge fund, because this is how the guy got the power and influence, he was good at, you know, shares and good at creating wealth, then just come out and say that. That's yeah. all right. You know what I mean? But aye, they're the ones that I'm like, uh-oh. Did you see, I mean, I don't, I suppose I should fully fucking watch things before I get an opinion on it, but there was this Jew, uh, Jewish American lawyer that's like 85 year old mm-hmm. um, and he was on Twitter and he's been accused of doing some awful things. And um, I think this is, so I don't know how you say her name, but I'm just going to call her Giselle Maxwell. So Giselle Maxwell is the daughter of Robert Maxwell uh-huh. and Robert Maxwell owned the Daily Mirror. Yes. And this guy was Robert Maxwell's lawyer. He was also, I believe, somebody else. I can't remember, but he's some another high-profile mm-hmm. paedophile's lawyer. So, Well, he was getting interviewed on t- TV the other night about it and the reporter said something like, do you believe um, he ended his life? And the guy was like that. No, I think he get help. I think the authorities came in, they turned the camera off and they took him through the process of ending his life. And you're like, what? Like, he full-blown just said it on the, uh-huh. like, on the telly. It's uh-huh. fucking mental. On that stuff, I, does that stuff, uh, that stuff happens, man. That it stuff does, it absolutely happens. People, surprise me. people get told to kill themselves. Like, so I don't know if you've watched the Jimmy Savile stuff on Netflix with Steve Coogan. Uh huh. No, yeah. no. Like, did Steve Coogan play Jimmy Savile or something? Yes. Ah, oh, fuck! I meant to watch that. Somebody We've spoke that. about that. In a previous... I think you mentioned it, saying that he was great in it. No, yeah. there's a documentary about. There's one that's like a, a Netflix documentary about Savile. There's obviously like the panorama stuff and the Channel 4 stuff that was done just after he died and blah, blah, blah. But there's a Netflix one and it shows you how money and influence can get you, and I've got a point to this, can get you access to things. So just because I would say that the likelihood of that being true, that Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide, I would say is probably not very likely 50-50 in my head where I'm like, hmm, it seems a bit convenient, doesn't it, that the guy that had all the information on everybody ended up dead. Yeah. But was it the government? Was it or was it the blah, blah, blah? I don't know, man. Like, um, I'm pretty sure that the guy, was the boy for England? Was it Ian Huntley? Yes. I'm sure he got killed in, or did he know get, is he still alive? But no, he, Ian he Huntley's gets, still. He, he gets stabbed and people get, guys that are doing that type of shit get rough treatment in prisons. Yeah. I would say that there's probably a case that maybe somebody killed him and they're just like, do you know what? We don't want this guy getting any extra prisons. Like, Fuck it, just, just say it was just suicide. suicide. Um, I'd say that's maybe another possibility. Another possibility is you know, like a, a a guard who's like this fucking scumbag, do you know, just a vigilante type thing. Possible that somebody that's high up paid somebody, you know, like 
that knows somebody that's in the jail to kill him. There's another yeah. possibility. So these scenarios that that's again that's like three or four plausible cases, but everybody's like Barack Obama and the dead and, and yeah. the, they they murdered they suicide him, which is possible. You know what I mean? It was Slimer for the Ghostbusters because his name's on the list, <laughs> and Slimer. He went through, see the bars, because he's a ghost, he, he, he'll go through the bars. So the green slime was on the bars, and the, <laughs> then you knew it was Slimer. Do you know the, do you know the conspiracy with this? That uh, Epstein was a Mossad agent, and that yeah. uh, Israel paid him to set up the island to get American politicians to go and do things. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Things and get evidence on them so that they can stay in the back pocket. Now, again, that's like wild. A belter of a conspiracy, by the way. Absolutely. It's just wild, though, isn't it? It's like yeah. a wild one for me. Tell you what, what I do believe. We need to find out what's happened here. Yeah. We need we need proof. We need evidence. Otherwise, this type of stuff isn't going to go away. No. I don't think. And nobody will trust anyone. That's it. It's, it's never going to get better. So I think it will, the truth will come out eventually. Hopefully so. it does. Hopefully it's no, you know, JFK style 2024 uh, and it happened in 1963 uh, and we still don't know what the fuck, you know. And the Bill Murray fucking choked on a grape. <laughs> every cunt, every cunt's just choking on grapes. Chris Tucker choked on a grape two days ago. Bill Murray choked on a grape. Slimer choked on a grape. Fuck man, all these cunts dying eating grapes. <laughs> So I there we go, man. That's fucking Epstein. Epstein's Island out Merry of Christmas. the way. Also, fucking Oscar Pistorius get uh, let out of jail. Yes, that's mental, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Twelve years and he only done six. Mm-hmm. And now he's getting it. What do you think of that? I think that's an example of a privileged man with a lot of money doing half a jail sentence. Oh, but uh, right, I about the sentence. I mean, like, is is that no standard here? I mean, maybe no for a murder. But if somebody gets like ten years, they're usually day five, don't they? And if as long as they stay well behaved, they'll let uh-huh. them out at like half their sentence. I think that's yeah. quite a standard practice. I don't know about South Africa, but here for for sure. I well that that is true, but then that probably mocks the fucking justice system into it. But the fact that, you know, six years for shooting fucking ten bullets through a through a door is not like 
I don't, I don't even know what to think here. I just think it's fucking mental. Aye, man. Do you think that... What, did, what was his, his defence that he thought that somebody was, had broke into the, the house or something the like that? Uh, I didn't buy that. No. I don't, I don't buy that. Do I don't remember what the story is about them, but I'm sure there was some something sus kicking about between the two of them, was there not? I think there was, like, domestic stuff right. was from his <clears> end, <throat> of course. Uh-huh. He wasn't, like, Johnny Depp or... Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is a shame, man, because... He was like, Pistorius was like the first guy, Paralympian, to, to do like the standard Olympics and that. So he's a big deal in that sort of world, do you know what I mean? And it's such a shame when people like that, that are so groundbreaking, just fuck it up. Like, just, we're all human, you know, but fuck me, man. Yeah. Oscar Pistorius. What a name as well. It's a pure weird name, I isn't know, it? Man. It's like a Terminator fucking. In fact, I say Terminator because he's got metal legs. Maybe that's how my brain operates. <laughs> Aye, mate. I've met a few, I'm not going to overgeneralise, but I've met a few South Africans in my time and I don't think I've ever met one that's actually like just a pure straightforward <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> like they've all got something, you know what I mean? And like I remember working with a guy from South Africa and, and I think this is the most common thing with him. He just outed himself as a utter racist and oh, wow. out and out racist um, and... Lost his job where I worked for Holy because fuck. of it, but wow. I um something to do with a customer, I'll no repeat it. But um Sharon's worked with a few South African people down in London in pubs and she's like, they're all alcoholics, they're all mental, like they're all like desperate for a fight, choking for a do you know like that type yeah. of like very aggressive. But when you grow up in a society like apartheid and what they did and you know, like I don't think it's any it's any wonder that they're violent and quite fucking yeah. fucked me the wee bit it's a dangerous place isn't it I've heard oh 100% mate and that's not just like, like you know it's not just white people black people like South Africa is a dangerous dangerous place there was a guy that went to my school and his dad was from South Africa and I think his dad was a he was black so he was a black South African who'd came here and married a Scottish woman uh, and I think he'd came here during that sort of time where it was dangerous for black people in South Africa during apartheid, like the 70s and the 80s, or, and, and came here. It must have been before that because this guy was the same age as me, born in 83, so, and they must have had a relationship before that, I can imagine. So maybe he came here in the 70s and he took him back to South Africa to visit his family and, and when they were there, uh, I don't know what you would call them, but guys with ski masks came on the bus and like robbed everybody and they chopped a guy's hand off because when he gave him his watch holy and fuck. this guy was like 13 14 man wow you fucking seen that that oh my god man so i think it's crazy dangerous man and i think it's like jamaica in that sense where here's a tourist spot stay here and you will be fine go outside of this complex with all the tourists and you risk severe like violent death so hi don't think it's a nice place, mate. Between that and Epstein's Island, what would you do? Kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> I was just find that really fucking weird, by the way. Uh, I was going to talk about our first, this first song that came on by an artist called Too Short, and the song's called Blow the Whistle. Mm-hmm. But my my iPhone is picking up the voice thing, and in the message. It's just saying, so between that and Epstein's Island, where was your day good? I was just find that really fucking weird. 
By the way, I was going to talk about a song that came on by an artist called Too Short, and the song is called Blow the Whistle. In fact, that's not that bad. In my arse. There you go. That's bad. Aye. In my <laughs> arse. I don't know where that... You take a picture? I uh, take a wee video. Why? I don't know. Um, yeah, Too Short. You ever heard of him? Too Short? No, no. And I'll be... I'll be honest, like, I'm not mega into hip-hop. Yeah. Like, mental into hip-hop. Um, but on Hug Me Nay, I don't know how we ended up watching, like, a bunch of the halftime, like, the uh, Super Bowl halftime shows, and my mate was like, stick the Dr. Dre one on, and it was incredible. Yes. Like, fucking incredible. The Beyonce one, incredible. Amazing. The Rihanna one, incredible. Um the Shakira and Jennifer Lopez one, I was a wee bit like, mm, but I just didn't know any of the fucking songs. But um, they're no black, but so they're shite. <laughs> they're shite at music. Um, but it actually, like, I was like, ah, fuck, man, maybe I should start listening to a wee bit of hip hop. Yeah, that isn't too pack and biggie, and yeah, do you know what I mean? The, like the, that, the, just nor- the, uh-huh. the, the popular stuff. Uh-huh. Well, I was on TikTok the other night, and it was like fifty years of hip hop celebrated at the Grammys and it was just basically you know I think like Snoop Dogg was there and the people that you've heard they but they've got these like underground like well respected hip hop artists Uh from like the 80s that were doing sets and it was fucking unbelievable mate Uh like for the start to the very end it was unbelievable and that song that I played at the start of this just had the whole crowd gone and it made me just like like I watched it Will Smith did a tune as well he was doing one of the old school like Big Willy style things with Uh, Jazzy Jeff I was going to say Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff and it was good but then it just made me like you know go down a uh, TikTok Fuck fucking a rabbit hole. Aye. And then I, I came across, <clears throat> no, he's one of my favourite comedians. I think he's amazing. He was struggling there for a couple of years and he disappeared. But anytime I watch him, he is on fire. Cat Williams, have you ever heard aye, of him? Aye, aye. Cat Williams, he, he like, he's got like the pure, the curly hair and yep. he's got, aye, he wears like a suit and stuff aye. like that, doesn't he? Aye, he's a legend, does he know? Like, well, Seeing a hundred years, mate, when everybody's dead, people will talk about George Carlin, they'll talk about yep. Eddie Murphy, Richard yep. Pryor, and I honestly think Cat Williams will be there. He's self-funded, self-run, doesn't have any backers, all his specials are self-funded, and the guy is fucking unbelievable. So the reason why I bring him up is he went on a podcast the other night, I don't know if you've seen it, trending no he went on a <clears throat> podcast called club shay shay um the guy shay was a really famous american football player right and now he's retired right and he get cat williams on his podcast okay and cat williams does not have a falter mate right does not have any form of falter whatsoever right okay so he's talking about the illuminati he's talking about fucking who was the movie producer that was a sex... Harvey uh, Weinstein? Talking about all that stuff, mate. Was he? Weinstein. So see back Is it on day, YouTube? On YouTube. It's on Apple Podcasts. But it was trending on Twitter, mate. Right, let me just... Let me just... I'm going to... Because I want to watch this. I want to watch this shit. So he... Um, see with Harvey Weinstein? He called him out back in the day. 
before anybody called him out, mate. Harvey Weinstein was trying to sexually assault him. And, uh, really? That fucked, kind of fucked his career a wee bit. Club Shay Shay, Cat Williams unleashed three hours long. Wow. Shannon Sharp, the guy. Yes, yes, yes. Um, share. Copy link. I am going to watch that when I go home. No, there's a lot of I'm good things. I'm going to smoke a fucking fat dub. There's a lot of nice things in it as well. Like he gives people their flowers. Like he'll call it, he's called it a couple of joke thieves and stuff. And I'm like, that's really nice. Right. Because like, you know, Steve Harvey. So he was kind of calling Steve Harvey a joke thief. And he was comparing him to a comedian called Ma Mark Curry. Right. And Mark Curry was like a really funny famous comedian in the 80s and 90s right and cat was trying to say that mark curry was a joke thief as no. well no that this guy stole mark curry's jokes yep so like you know it wasn't just insane ramblings about the illuminati it was uh -huh. actually genuine like this guy is a good guy troubled and mental and doesn't give a fuck but deep down is a good guy he also done this really nice thing I don't know if you know this. See, to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, uh -huh. do you know if you're the celebrity, you need to pay for it? Uh -huh. Did you know that? I had heard that before. Because the reason that I heard that was, I'm sure, I can't remember who it was, but somebody had to like crowdfund. Or some or people found out that there was somebody who couldn't afford to get to pay for their Hollywood star and people pulled together. Well, I think it might have been the person that we are going to talk about here, mate. So, what was her name? Uh, Melba M Moore. Right. Old school um, American singer that could not afford to pay for the star. So, Cat Williams paid for it. Oh, did he? Doesn't he know her? Never met her before in his life. What a guy. And he talked about it last night on the podcast, just saying it's the right thing today. And uh, I just mad things like that, man. I, it blew me away, mate. Like, I'm glad that he seems to be getting a second surge or a second chance because the guy is funny as fuck, man. Like anybody, like anybody else, comedians don't, they're not amazing forever. So like 10 years ago, he was like unbelievable. He's kind of mature. Like, everybody gets a dip eventually. Aye, and, and also, like, I think that comedy and music are really similar in the sense that something that comes out in, like, 1999 and blows everybody's mind, if you bring it out in 2024, people will be like, what the fuck is that? Do you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. times change, tastes change. Um, aye, like, a lot of... Like, I watched Dave Chappelle's. Do you watch Dave, Dave Chappelle's latest? I haven't. Mate, I turned it off. That's why I haven't watched it. About five people told me it wasn't good. It's, it's. I mean, I've watched everything that Chappelle's ever ever done, and I know that there's been a couple of things. See, even like sort of like the Bill, Hick, there's a couple of like Bill Hicks things. He, he, he like he misses the bullseye a wee bit, but I can almost as a fan, you're like, I know it. I know what the good stuff's like. So this is yeah, and I can see that this was almost good. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know, man. I think Chappelle's time's gone. Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. it's like one of the ones. It's like it's time to retire. Take your two hundred fifty million quid that you got off Netflix and and let somebody else come up and, and do something. But and maybe Cat Williams is a bit like that. Do you know what I mean? In like very eighties nineties style yeah. comedy. But now it's like it's, the time has gone. But he's still yeah. a legend. I love to see. I'd love to see Chappelle do a three hour podcast. 
and I would watch that. But as far as watching his comedy now, I'm just like, I'm so turned off about now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't really be fucked with that. And see, mate, black, see black comedians, they're, they're my f- that's what I grew up with. I love, like, if you were to say top 10 comedians, most of them would be um, black American comedians. Uh-huh. Cat Williams, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. Um, they're fucking unbelievable. Like, see, watching these guys, they stand up. It's like kind of watching, I don't know, it's like... I don't know, it's like dancing or boxing, it's just total perfection, uh-huh. just like everything about it is just total perfection. Uh, I think like, I mean, we've spent the last, I keep on picking this, I've got a sore spot, my nose, everybody's got a little bit see then I'm fucking sitting annoying myself with this <laughs> spot. Um, <coughs> I've spent a lot of time running comedians the last sort of two, two year, a lot of time ranging for people that are on tour, people like you, that people, other other comedians are like, he is a top comedian. Do you know what I mean? And where you're like, right, okay. I think yeah. I get exposed to your level and like Gary Folds and Gary Miko and I get exposed to that level of comedy before I get exposed to those micers. I think we had a conversation maybe in this pod where I was like, I need to rein in my expectation Hi. of comedians here because, Hi. you know. But see when you watch a Richard Pryor, see like you're saying, he would go to war on that fucking stage. It was like weird to watch. He would, they would go and it would be like, they, do you know who, who I'm thinking of when I'm talking about this? Like, I know Richard Pryor's and Eddie Murphy are very much like this. You ever seen Bernie Mac? Yes. They stand up. He would go up and absolutely destroy that fucking stage. It would be like mic dropping shit. And I think sometimes when I watch comedians, I'm like, you're, you're doing a show. You do realise that you're doing a show. This isn't it. Like, Sometimes people maybe feel like they should just get laughs for being up there or they should get a round of applause for just getting up there. And it's like, yeah. no, you're putting a show on, go up and put a fucking show on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And there are people that will be like, I don't give a fuck if I get laughs. And it's like, why are you doing it? Yeah. Why are yeah. you, like, it's a show. Like, go show. and give people something that they fucking want. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And then do that through your own comedic tastes, if you want, you know, your style. But at the end of the day, you need to put a show on for people. Do you know Aye. what I mean? And I think, like, you know, obviously, like, me and you are, are mates. But that's what's amazing about The Funny Bunch. It's a fucking show. But you put the show, do you know what I mean? And like, you're putting the show on, you're setting the platform and putting out this show so that people can come up and like do their comedy and yeah. do it comfortably. But I think that's what, it's an actual show. It's not just somebody going, all right, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's like an actual like- Or like when it. somebody says a joke and they're like, that deserved an applause break. And you're like, mate, shut up. Oh, not that type of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So can and I'm sure every comedian does that. Yeah. Says a joke's like fuck. Yeah. But just like that sort of like, if it doesn't land, it doesn't land. Aye. Like fuck. Or knowing it's part of your set. Um, Cat Williams actually talks about Bernie Mac quite a lot. Oh, does he? He totally, he totally big bigs him up. It's I loved brilliant. Bernie Mac, mate. Loved him. Um, and it, there's a guy called Gary o- Owens as well. You ever heard, I've of, heard him? of him? I fucking hilarious. You know, you know who it is and what his story is. No, no, really. Right. So he basically he's white. But his wife is black, uh-huh. and he he's grew up in a part of America where it's mostly black people. So see if you were to listen to him, you might think he was black. Right. Okay. No, I'm not being racist racist and saying that. It's like Eminem. Aye. People used to say that, didn't they? When they heard Eminem's demo tapes, so like that guy's white, like no chance. But it's because he grew up in that yes. community. But he's been accepted by the community, uh-huh. and they yep. lo- they fucking love him, mate. Uh-huh. The guy is so so funny. 
and he was another guy that Cat Williams bigged up last night. Right. So if anybody's never heard of Gary Owens before, check out Gary Owens. Obviously, they're fucking... I mean, I'm talking about them like they're open mic comedians. Their cunts are selling out football stadiums in America. Aye. Gary o Owens and uh, Bernie Mac, obviously. Cat Williams. Who else did they say? I don't want to ruin the podcast. So, so Gary Owens tweeted yesterday... I've just watched Cat interview on at Shannon Sharp and I still don't know if I was getting respect <laughs> or disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a couple of tweets along the way. He's like, oh, I get it now. Right, I okay. get it now. Um, but I, it was an amazing uh, podcast. Do you know, think that in this era that we're in of the, like, the mainstream media is I mean, people will be like, it's dying. It may as well be dead, right? It's, it's death croaks we're, we're witnessing. Yeah. People can't sell a newspaper, you know, like these respected media outlets or clickbaiting all other place just to get clicks so that they can keep up their advertising revenue and blah, blah, blah. I think more people should do what Cat Williams has done and stop giving a fuck yes. and just go out and call in spades a spade mm -hmm. and just take your balls out and just show the world to it. I don't, I don't think we should be in an era of like, oh, but what about the BBC? Or what about this? And what does that mean I won't get that? Like, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, yeah. it, nobody's watching the BBC anymore, for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. just go out and just unleash yourself. Like, actually, like, let yourself off the fucking leash and yeah. just go for it, man. And just be funny and talk shite to people. Nobody cares, you know what I mean? Hence why... Richard Pryor is timeless, hence why uh -huh. Bill Hicks is timeless, because Richard Pryor's up there, talk, he obviously talks about his own troubles, but some of his most famous jokes are about him having a conversation with his dog, there's no meaning to it, it's silly, it's comedy, uh -huh. but now all these cunts are getting lost in the fucking silliness of shit, did you watch Ricky Gervais's new one? I didn't, but that's because I don't like Ricky Gervais, Yeah, I don't like... Like the other day, I watched that uh, thing, the monologue for the Golden Globes, and I was laughing, and I was like, "You fucking dick!" Yeah, because I just don't like him. I just don't like. I think he's just became a pompous asshole. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. um, and also, I felt like uh, we've spoken about this before on the podcast. What was that suicide comedy that he made? Oh, um, Afterlife. Afterlife. I felt that it missed the mark. I felt yeah. like it wasn't, there was bits of it that weren't funny about suicide and I, I just felt like it was just, yeah. it was almost like sort of like, that isn't how people that are wanting to commit suicide, that's not how they act, that's not how they feel like, Aye. it just, I felt like it missed the mark, it felt like somebody who has never experienced suicidal ideation or thoughts trying to be, make fun of, trying to make light of suicide for reasons probably of like, I feel like we should bring awareness to this. 100% but I just felt like it missed the mark so from um, there I just kind of like I heard a couple of people saying he was charging 30 quid and he was going on fucking stage with a pad at the armadillo and I was just yes. like fuck him get him to fuck and his whole his obsession with trans people is like unhealthy for me you know what I mean so I just don't I think you, he's such an ego maniac that it's impossible for someone like that to feel suicidal. <laughs> he's, he's probably getting narcissistic. some type of fucking god complex. Aye, too narcissistic to consider killing themselves. Yeah. Potentially, mate. Potentially. Plus, I mean, I did find it funny, but he, he's... he's It's hit a strange one, right? See if someone says a joke. that I've got lots of friends that are gay, 
in a different race from me. So we could joke to each other and be ironic and it can be funny. But see when he says it on stage and then the camera pans out to the crowd it's and the crowd all are white fat people. Uh-huh. men, right, uh-huh. bald, and they're no laughing and they're like that, yes. I'm like, where's the laughter? Uh-huh. This is not a joke. Aye, this is almost propaganda. Yeah. Like you're spreading mad weird racist propaganda. I mean, there was a couple of people were saying that Andrew Schultz he's, was it? no, sorry. Sorry. You know, take that back. Um who was the other guy? The American dude? Camry. Oh, um No Mark Marin. Mark Norman. Mark Norman's gig went a bit alt right <laughs> at the Academy <clears throat> where it becomes less about being able to make jokes about racism, but actually doing racist jokes or people yeah. just screaming out racist slogans, mm-hmm. thinking that that's comedy or thinking that that's a joke when it's not a joke, yeah. you know what I mean? And it probably boils down to the fact that it's such a fine line that you shouldn't probably joke about it because people are stupid. But, you know, it's different. See, I've been in a car, see when you're car sharing with a bunch of comedians, mate, and you're in a car with a gay comedian, an Asian comedian, me, a straight white whale comedian, sometimes straight, hey. But you know what I mean? And see some of the shit that gets said in a car between all the comedians, uh-huh. it is wild, man. And see if it was taken out of context, you'd be, every single person would be fucked. But because my mate's gay, because my other mate's Asian, we're all deliberately saying that stuff to each other, for, and that's the joke. I like we can put it in a context that's a wee bit less triggering. Like in a group chat, me calling my mate an orange bee or him calling me a Fenian bee is different for me walking down the street with a Celtic hat on and somebody shouting you're Fenian bastard for the other side of the street. That's completely different to me. Yeah. Totally different. Like one me and him know each other, we've got rapport, we know we're not gonna take offence. We're no meaning offence. Yeah. Everybody in the group chat knows the chat, blah, blah, blah. But that guy in the street, that's a completely different thing. There's people out there, I think, potentially maybe even disagree with me and go, no, because that type of shit in group chats then leads into people in real life thinking that it's okay. And I can kind of see their point. Yeah. Um, And I don't really engage in that type of stuff in group chats because of that sort of like point of view, which I I, kind of believe, I kind of can believe, can bring myself to believe that there will be people in group chats that are having a bit of banter but there's other people in there that are you know not having banter and actually like fucking don't like asian people or don't like catholics or protestants or blah 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 right but i think you're you're and myself as well you're intelligent enough to pick up on that like i think you would pick up on someone as a the difference between a joke and somebody being real 100 percent. you know like i had a mate you know, a matey, a mate one time and we sat in a, a house party one time and we had a couple of drinks and it always involves alcohol and this type of shit kicks off and the guy actually just turned around to me and went like, how can you even be a fucking Catholic? And I was like, how like fucking beasts, man, like pure, and I was just like, like actually like you need to shut your fucking mouth mate like this isn't going to end well for either of the two is like, where has this came from? Like blah, blah, blah. But that's the type of stuff where you're like, this isn't a joke. This yeah. is serious. This is fucking serious. Do you know what I mean? And, um, whereas, you know, football banter, you know, like blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, like, I don't give a fuck about religion. You're kind of careless. But like we're saying, like, there's a sort of different vibe to that. But I think that the argument that other people will make is, is that maybe no everybody can determine that. 
Yeah. And maybe then that becomes the bloodlines and you get people out there that then use, oh, well, I was just joking. Yeah. It was a joke, comedy, and it's like, nah, you're a scumbag. Yeah. Like, you just want to, you just want to make jokes about that type of person and somehow you get a wee kick out of being able to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not, I don't think that's funny. I don't find that funny. Here, I agree with you, mate. I, I agree with you. So. And it's just like, like you're saying there, like, if you're a gay comedian, mate, you know, say Scott Agnew, Scott Agnew can go out and do gay material mm-hmm. and and say what he likes about gay people because he's gay. You can't do that. Yeah. You just can't do it and you just accept that. You just accept that you can't, you're, you're, you know, people put their ball, freedom of speech and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, these are the, the societal rules that we all sort of like yeah. agree to, the, the contract that we all unspokenly agree to because... If you're not part of that community and you poke fun at that community, that community is going to take offence to that. But if you're part of that community and you poke fun at it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's why I think a lot of open spot new comedians are really struggling because I can make a gay joke, right? But why? it has to be... No, I will. <laughs> it has to be... I have to be the punchline. Uh-huh. It, it can't be gay people that are the punchline uh-huh. now if I was gay I could make gay people the punchline but I'm no gay sometimes hey come on <laughs> no but you know what I mean it's the modern world <laughs> and it's the same way like I can't um, making a joke about like people with disabilities no go but I can talk about my uncle Jerry who had uh-huh. disabilities because I cared for him and I can make a joke about that. And even when I'm making a joke about that, I'm not even making a joke about him. Uh-huh. I'm making a joke about the situation. But these cunts just don't get it. The the new comedians or or people that watch stand up all the time. Just because you listen to Joe Rogan every fucking day doesn't mean you're a comedy expert. Uh-huh. And that's why when Mark Norman's coming to the O2, people are shouting fucking gay slurs and sectarian stuff because they smoke a fucking joint and they listen to Rogan and they think that's funny and you're like shouting that word's no funny you fucking idiot uh-huh. Aye, going, going away and construct a 10 minute bit mm-hmm. <laughs> about that or you know like there's a craft and, and even then like we're saying I, I would probably still not find it funny if it's just an excuse to, to be racist or to say racial slurs because you feel you and I, and, and I mean that you feel like you're entitled to do that just because what you're more fucking punctured than shot you at nine months later. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And like, I, I don't get it. Like, people are like, I bet you should be allowed to joke about anything. Why? Yeah. Uh, no, for me to explain why. Yes, it is because you're the one that's saying to me that you think that you should be able to joke about anything because freedom of speech, fuck you. Get yeah. a grip. Like, you can, jo- this is the thing, right? You can't joke about that. And I don't agree with that. You can joke about that. You're just not going to get any work. Yes. That's how the market works. Uh-huh. These are all fans of the free market and fucking all the Rogan bros are all Peterson bros. They Oh, the market and the free market. And then when the market goes, we don't like your comedy, they go, that's no fair. Yeah. It, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't add up to me. You're a fucking muppet. I feel like that about Gervais. Like, I feel like Gervais is like pure edgelord. He's mm-hmm. going out there and saying stuff just because he feels like he should be able to say it. Yeah. And that he's going to be the totem for them doing it. And I think good examples of it are re- they're out there. Bill Burr, you know, like Bill Burr's monologue on Saturday Night Live and about Bill Burr's joke about the WNBA and 
like I love that shit. Like yeah. he does it in a way that you're like, that is actually funny though. Like he's yeah. not poking fun at women. He's taking this, you know, the WNBA and the fact that they don't sell many tickets. Yeah. And why are women no gone and supporting sports and blah blah? Because it's a men's fucking thing. Do you know what? Blah blah blah. Like I love the way that he does it. He does it in a really smart way. But people that are just going out there like. And just saying it for the sake of saying it because we should be because we're comedians. I'm just like, fucking grow up. Yeah. Grow up, please. Pure, I totally agree with you, mate. But that's made me love um, stand-up again. Like, true stand-up. I forget sometimes it's an, it is an art. Like, see, just because I love Cat Williams. I mean, I know Cat Williams wasn't on it. If he was on it, then I must have missed it. But it made me go back to watching, like, Def Comedy Jam. Uh-huh. And I was just like, fucking, I love stand-up. I man. remember them when I worked in Virgin Megastore, people come in and buy the DVDs and stuff. I've never watched any of them. I know that they launched a couple of people. I'm trying to, there was one in particular I can remember. Was it maybe, no Chappelle, but maybe Chris Rock or something? Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. And can remember being like fucking hell, but I've never watched, never watched one. So maybe I mean, it's it's dated. See, when you watch it now, it's like people wear bright pink Ben Sherman shirts, and it's uh-huh. like the crowd are going, Jerry, Jerry, or Tyson jokes and like Michael Jackson right, okay, jokes uh-huh. and stuff, because it was like that's when it was. Uh, Michael Jackson was on Epstein's list. Yes, he was. Callback. Yes, he was. But Def Comedy Jam. Yeah, amazing. I mean, a wee bit dated. Some of the jokes don't really make sense, but it's still, I mean, like when you understand comedy, you you still get the joke uh-huh. and it's uh, fucking amazing. There was a wee, ga- a wee guy, he was a wee guy when he was on it. He's no wee anymore. Bill Bellamy. He was funny as fuck. Do you know he came, I, just because I just descend into like Google searches when I watch things. Uh-huh. Bill, Be- a handsome bastard, by the way. I know I'm, I'm saying I'm no gay. I know I'm stuttering and I'm starting to sweat and all that. I said I sucked a banger. See him back in the day. <laughs> Holy fuck. If you're listening to this uh, podcast, boy. Google Bill Bellamy, Deaf Comedy Jam. In fact, just Google it to look at the cunt, right? Mate, I think I'd eat his shite. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch Deaf Comedy Jam. So, do you know he came up with it? Sorry for picking my nose air trips. Um, do you know he came up with the term booty call? I know who this guy is, right? Yep. So, aye, aye, I've watched, I've, I've watched, uh, I've, I've watched many a YouTube yeah. essay on like the the late nineties, early two thousands, and I watched a thing that was talking about the thong song, and they spoke about that comedian that came up with booty call. Yeah, mad, isn't it? That's Just mad incredible. that he invented that fucking term. But aye, he's another good comedian, another good comedian to check out. So there we go. We're up. Yeah, is that an hour? One ten. One hour and ten minutes, trips. Thank you very much for um, joining into the podcast. We covered everything there, man. Fucking that was class. Pedo lists, Slimer, Cat <laughs> <laughs> Williams. Me still being annoyed about prawn crackers <laughs> a year later. No, but look, trips. It's really good to be back, and Paul. It's good to be back as well, because. See, when I'm no busy, I enjoy being a lazy bastard, right? But see, when I'm no busy, my mind goes back to the dark side. Aye. I enjoyed my holiday. I enjoyed the break. But it's really nice to be back here. And the next Funny Bunch is at Blackfriars uh, on Saturday the 13th. It's sold out. Uh, The other one will be up soon. I don't want to announce things too early because I don't want to just feel like I'm trying to force people to buy tickets. 
but the next one is sold out. Gary Folds, Julia Sutherland, there's a couple of great comedians. Cat Williams, good comedians coming and doing these funny bunch gigs. Um, looking forward to the, the year ahead and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bill Murray's a beast. Kidding on. No, don't. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.